Homeware retail group Itiltile reported full year results for the year to the end of June uh, yesterday. And uh, all the arrows point in the right direction. Turnover up 40% to 8.7 billion. Trading profit uh, rose by 43% to 1.5 billion rand. The headline earnings per share up 12% to 95 cents. And the dividend increased by 27% to 38 cents a share. On the line is Jan Potriter. He is CEO of Itiltile. Jan, welcome to the show. It seems to be impressive results, but it was influenced by the consolidation of the two uh, acquisitions you made last year. Um, how comparable are these uh, numbers with the previous year then? Yeah, obviously the, the impact of, of Ceramic and EasyTile is now included uh, since, since October. But, uh, you know, even if we strip that out uh, in our performance and we just look at the old Itatile retail business, the headline earnings growth would have been 14%. So it is uh, quite encouraging that uh, we, despite uh, low sales growth, we've still had a very good, good performance in the so-called old business. And particularly in the retail space, we, we only had a top-line growth of about 2%. And on a like-on-like basis, if we take out the new stores, uh, slightly negative. But what was very, very encouraging for us is the fact that we could grow the profits by 27% if you look at the segmental analysis uh, in the retail space. And I think in the current environment, although we're disappointed with the top line, we're very happy with the fact that we could uh, manage the margin uh, quite positively. And then on the cost side, specifically on, on overheads, I think the team has done a phenomenal job to, if you look at it at a like-on-like basis, basically keep, keep the overheads flat and if you include our new stores, only grow overheads by, by 3%. So that helped us to, to obviously sustain very, very good uh, uh, profit numbers. And uh, Ceramic and EasyTile uh, Adhesive, uh, did they perform to expectations? Yeah, they did perform to expectations. Obviously, they had a bit of a slow start due to uh, some general overstock in the, in the industry. And, uh, you know, they had quite a slow start, uh, but finished strongly for the year. So, again, if we do a pro forma just based on, on their results on its own, profit before tax went up uh, around about 8%, and their own turnover went about 10%. Um, and that's very much what we expected to, to get out of those businesses. So we're quite happy with their performance as well. Have you completed the integration into the bigger group? Yeah, I think the integration, we always said... Part of our implementation agreement was that for the first two years, we, we're not going to, to do too, too much. We're going to obviously run the businesses, uh, and it was more, a more strategic uh, uh, thing for us for the long term to ensure we can utilize the balance sheet a lot better of a combined group. And uh, we didn't build any of, of, of the acquisition based on, on short-term synergies. But what it uh, definitely helped us to work very closely between the factories and the retail brands to try and improve our supply chain because that is one of our, our key differentiators and always been one of our key differentiators. And I think uh, uh, it helps us to underpin our key philosophy of uh, right product at the right price, place and time. And there's better communication now between, between our stores and the factories, uh, improving our working capital and the in-stocks for our customers and uh, driving driving the fashion with the latest product. So we're quite happy with the integration at this point in time. And, you know, longer term, we will focus more on to see what opportunities and value we can extract out of uh, distribution and logistics between manufacturing and retail. I always see the 
construction sector and related retail activities uh, as a barometer of the economic conditions in South Africa because confidence plays such a big role in you know infrastructure decisions you target a lot of households do you see actually the depressed economic conditions in your business because you did keep your costs under control significantly and you only showed a a slight increase in in revenue is that reflective of the economic conditions yeah i think it is reflective of the current economic conditions what we are facing you know and uh, it is a tough environment we always refer to the the psyche of 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 the customer which we believe is is slightly negative due to a lot of uncertainty and uh, it definitely had an impact and that's why earlier in the year we, we we kind of said to the market we're going to focus on what we can change internally because we don't have much control over the external environment, but internally we can focus on our own efficiencies, etc. So when you refer to the, if we look at some of the construction companies, a lot of them are taking a lot of strain currently, and we've seen for the last uh, three years not really much happening in in new builds, in particular new infrastructure, etc. So even from a retail perspective, a lot of our, our sales are coming from, from renovations and revamps and not necessarily from, from new build. And, you know, uh, that's what's, what's ultimately required is we need economic growth, you know. And I think the challenge uh, everybody's going to face, and as I see some of the other retailers announcing results, we can see there's a lot of pressure in the middle broad mass. So the space that CTM is playing in, that's where we've seen uh, uh, a lot of pressure, and I think the indebtedness of the of of the consumer uh, taking a lot of strain there. On the on the upper end, when we when we look at uh, Italtal, there we've 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 had nice growth and definitely gained a lot of lot of market share. And similar with Top T at the bottom end, we've uh, really had a fantastic year with regards uh, Top T, which is our newest brand to, with a specific positioning, and uh, customers are definitely voting. But we are concerned uh, where CTM is playing because that's still the, the majority of the market. And unfortunately, we haven't seen much, much growth in that space due to the pressure that, that, that's on the consumer in general from economic point of view, but also, I think, negative sentiment that we're facing in that space. So, which is, you know, only thing we can do to respond to that is ensuring we keep our business very efficient, keep the cost down, and continuously uh, come up with latest fashion, good value for our customers and giving them a, a fantastic experience in our stores uh, that they can still upgrade their houses and, uh, you know, make it more beautiful with the, with the latest, latest, latest fashion and trend. Just lastly, your shares are slightly, well, a bit illiquid on the JSE. Are you planning to increase the free float? Look, I think uh, it, it's always a very difficult question. At the end of the day, each shareholder must, uh, uh, must decide how they see the, the future of the company. And to be quite honest, we've got very long-standing shareholders, uh, which has been very happy with our performance over many, many years. And uh, I don't think there's too many shareholders that, uh, that obviously want to sell, uh, which have an impact on, on, on the liquidity of, of the share. And one of the reasons also we, we thought it's a, it's a good time to change our dividend policy from uh, the three cover to two and a half cover because we are generating a lot of cash, specifically now of the new combined businesses. And uh, if you look at our balance sheet, uh, specifically a strong property portfolio that's completely unbonded. We haven't really got leverage on the balance sheet, and we thought it's a good time to, first of all, change the dividend policy 
to return more cash to our shareholders on an ongoing basis. But then over and above that, also some of the surplus cash that we're sitting on to, to return it to them in the form of a special dividend. Um, but, uh, yeah, to, to talk about whether shareholders uh, is, is, is going to trade their shares, it's very difficult for me to, to kind of give you a view on that. Uh, whenever we talk to a lot of our shareholders, they've been very loyal, loyal shareholders for a very long time and, and very happy with the returns that they've been making over many years. Listening to you describing the balance sheet, uh, isn't it, it a bit lazy? Yeah, I think that's one of the, the, the challenges we always get, that the balance sheet is a bit lazy. And therefore, um, you know, first of all, by, by, by returning some of the cash back to shareholders, uh, it, it was a first step in us looking at, um, at where we now. We will always be very conservative. And, you know, with the manufacturing part of us now and, and future potential expansion plans that we are considering, which will take a very measured approach, uh, specifically targeting uh, a bit more in, in, in East Africa. Uh, we, 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 will, we will be conservative, but, uh, you know, uh, you can argue that maybe the balance sheet is, is a bit lazy. We, we ensure that we have very good internal processes to manage each of the business units on the returns that we are making in the individual business units. So although it might be perceived on face value that it's lazy, I can assure you management is, is really focusing to ensure we get the necessary returns on on whatever investments we make. We'll have to leave it there. Thank you, Jan. That was Jan Potgitter, CEO of Italtile.